Good morning, football fans. Trying something a little new today. We're going to call this series In the Car with Bark. Yes, In the Car with Bark. That was lame and cheesy, but it's me. It's Bark from the Back Row Fantasy Show. Obviously, have to click on this podcast to get that idea. Yeah, this going to be fun. In the car means I'm going to be distracted by other cars. But don't worry, I'm not driving around with my hands on a microphone. I have got it rigged up on a boom arm in my car to bring you some football talk. So last night, yesterday, all day, don't know about the rest of you, but I watched Red Zone basically from 1 o'clock till freaking midnight. Not that it runs that long. But anyways... My first thought is, wow, Trey Sermon was inactive. Wow. I knew that Elijah Mitchell was a good running back. I did not know that he would be active over Trey Sermon, especially after all the talk in training camp and preseason. Trey Sermon was supposedly, you know, looking great, pushing Raheem Mostert. Next thing you know, he's a healthy scratch. Now, in the last episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show... I made it pretty well known I was not a big fan of Sermon for fantasy purposes already. I don't even know if I'm a fan long term. I know a lot of folks like him, but let's face the music. Every year, a running back that we love pre-draft or a running back that we have our eyes on pre-draft doesn't pan out. It's not like they all work out. They can't all work out. And my favorite running back was Javante Williams this year. Now, that didn't work out real great. Melvin Gordon had a really good game yesterday, but at least Javante got half the work. Still showed that toughness to not want to be brought down on the first uh, contact, but he was outplayed by Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, 70-yard touchdown. It was a beauty. While we're on that game, Teddy Bridgewater looked really solid, and yes, Jerry Judy is going to be out for the next six to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. That definitely affected me in my league of record. As I traded Michael Pittman and Hollywood Brown and something else for Jerry Judy. Or maybe it was a bigger deal than that. Anyways, I had just acquired Judy, so I am distraught as well. Uh, Some other things. Christian McCaffrey coming back doing exactly what owners who held on to him had hoped he would do he had almost 100 yards receiving and almost 100 yards rushing that's what Christian McCaffrey does he led all fantasy backs yesterday with that performance Joe Mixon had a really good game high volume 29 carries that's what you like to see if you're a Joe Mixon owner Uh, third on my list in my league of record at running back from yesterday was Jamal Williams I've been talking about this guy just not with you guys because we haven't been doing many episodes but I've been talking about how I like Jamal Williams more than DeAndre Swift all season long all off season long reason being I think Jamal Williams is built and can carry the load DeAndre Swift I'm just not completely convinced that he can but both of those guys did really well yesterday in garbage time albeit Uh, they were third and fourth in the running back rankings for week one so that's pretty good Dan Campbell of uh, Detroit said they were going to run the heck out of the ball 
he wasn't lying. Even in a blowout, they still ran the ball enough to get those guys relevant touches on the ground. And they both caught some passes. So that was good to see if you're a Detroit Lions owning fantasy manager. Five, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had a big game. The Browns showed that they could hang with the Chiefs, but hanging with the Chiefs is just not enough. You have to actually beat the Chiefs. Hanging with the Chiefs is not enough. It was a good game. Baker Mayfield played really well, but Patrick Mahomes, he just always plays better than the quarterback opposite him unless it's a Super Bowl. If it's a Super Bowl or a recent one, the old guy plays better. Dalvin Cook had a really good game. Nothing to scream home about as far as like the ground usage goes. He didn't really rip any massive runs off there, but through the ground, through the air, good enough to get you a number seven finish in fantasy yesterday, followed by David Montgomery, who we've all known as a workhorse. Alvin Kamara, who typically finishes in the top 10 each week of the running back scoring rankings. And Jonathan Taylor, any surprises? Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell finished with over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Dude looked good. I am kicking myself for selling him as final cuts loomed. That was a big, big mistake. And I sold him fairly cheap because I didn't have the roster room to keep him. Looking back on things now, there's some other guys I should have let go before Elijah Mitchell. But my running back room haha, was full of rookies at the time of uh, who I thought had better chances to see the field early than Elijah Mitchell. So that is my big mistake of the week, not keeping my Elijah Mitchell shares. I don't expect him to just run away with the job by any means. I don't know what the deal is with Mostert when he'll be back, but Elijah Mitchell definitely showed he belongs in the NFL, as did Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, number 20 finish. He had 12.6 points in my league of record and looked good and played over Boston Scott. And that's what you want to see if you're a Gainwell fan. A few other backs that had good games. Chase Edmonds, Daryl Henderson, Mark Ingram, Naheem Hines, uh, James White did his thing again. Antonio Gibson was okay, as was Austin Eagler. Damian Harris put the yardage on the ground that we like to see. But got out touched by Carlos Hyde because of garbage time. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good. The team looks pretty bad. Urban Meyer looks pretty bad. <laughs> the Jaguars are a mess. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to keep him competitive when he can. I would imagine this team will gel together a little bit as the weeks go on. I was impressed though. That he has a absolute rocket for an arm. His accuracy is very, very good. There were some jitters yesterday, but that's okay. Trevor Lawrence definitely looks like a future fantasy stud. Mac Jones, I wouldn't say fantasy stud as far as rookie quarterbacks go, but he looked really competent running that uh, New England Patriots offense. I was really impressed with what I saw from Mac Jones. Not overly impressed with Tua, but they didn't have to do a whole lot to win that game on offense. The defense held it down for him. And the Patriots defense is really good. It might be the best defense that the Dolphins face all year. So the sledding could get a lot easier for Tua. And it's not like he had a bad game. He didn't by any means. He had a solid game, just nothing spectacular. Aaron Rodgers, 
Oh my God. Is he tanking? Is he trying to get traded? Is he aged out all of a sudden after an MVP year? What happened yesterday? I knew going into the season that the Saints offense would be really solid, but the defense would be even better. Boy, did they show it yesterday. Aaron Rodgers had no chance of getting anything done. And this really boils back down to the fact that he doesn't have weapons. He has Devontae Adams, and that really is it. There's no wide receiver that's going to help him opposite Devontae Adams. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, we know who he is. He's kind of just a deep threat at this point. Uh, Amari Rogers, we didn't see a whole lot out of him as as any other player on that team. Really, nobody helping out Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers also did not look like himself. I can't help but jump to the conclusion that he's just not into it. He's not feeling it. I, I honestly think after the time he took off in the summer, I honestly think he might just want to walk away from the game. And that's not saying he's washed up. Don't don't hear me like that. Don't hear me like that. I'm saying he just may not be into it anymore. Capable, I'm sure. But I don't know if he's feeling football anymore. I mean, how could you after spending the whole summer playing golf, talking about wanting traded, and then you're back on the same Packers team? They kind of called your bluff. You're there. Maybe you just, you're so disenchanted that you're not playing as hard as you could. I'm not accusing Rodgers of quitting by any means, just that if your heart's not in something, you're not going to be good at it. It's always been a philosophy. Philosophy? Philosophy.com. Dot com. Philosophy is that if your heart's not in something, you shouldn't be doing it. Granted, I know we all have jobs. We all have to work. We all have to do things that we don't love. That doesn't mean your heart's into it. And that definitely doesn't mean you're going to be as good as you could possibly be at whatever it is you're doing. Aaron Rodgers, the Packers might as well trade him. They might as well trade him. The Washington football team is looking like a pretty good place for Aaron Rodgers to go at the moment. Let's move on. Uh, Some other guys, Matthew Stafford, before I move on, to another position. Stafford was really good last night. Finished top 10. Kyler Murray was the man yesterday edging out Patrick Mahomes for your quarterback fantasy leaders. Jared Goff stats are deceiving in this one. He did not look good. He just had a lot of garbage time and playing against the soft defense. Jared Goff racked up some numbers. Wouldn't expect that to happen much at all. At all in the future. No. Jameis Winston, not a huge yardage day, but look at him throwing five, six touchdowns, not throwing interceptions. My God, Jameis Winston, who is this man? Jalen Hurts had a good game, 41 points in my league of record. I have touted him all offseason long too. The rushing combined with the fact that he's more accurate than you think he is, bam, Jalen Hurts, top 10 finish this week. Russell Wilson did his thing. Kirk Cousins always gets his. Finished top 10. Tyrod Taylor, what a surprise. Looked very good yesterday, albeit against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But Tyrod Taylor looked extremely good yesterday. 
Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz both had top 15 finishes. That is deceiving. Uh, Carson Wentz, I don't think, looked like he could win football games on his own, and that's not what you want behind center. And Daniel Jones, fumble rooski, interceptions. He, he, he's not good, folks. Daniel Jones is not good. Joe Burrow looked good coming back. Zach Wilson settled down and looked good after a rough first half. Sam Darnold looked like Sam Darnold. And the biggest disappointment of the week, besides Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. Just not really getting much going for you. I don't know what happened there. Pittsburgh's defense looks like it could carry them to the playoffs, even though Ben Roethlisberger looks washed out. He looks like Tito Ortiz in a boxing match, only playing football. He looked absolutely washed out. Not impressed at all. The Steelers need to start thinking about who's next at quarterback. Wide receiver-wise, Amari Cooper still on top after his big game, but Tyreek Hill right behind him. Surprise, surprise. Debo Samuel. Big game. Brandon Ayuk did nothing. I don't know whether to be afraid. I I don't know what happened there. I started Ayuk in multiple leagues not knowing that they were going to have him come off the bench and that he wouldn't even be targeted. I know he's been working his way back from a hamstring injury, but my God, Debo Samuel looks like a breakout candidate. Maybe it's not Ayuk after all. Hopefully it can still be both. Adam Thielen still did his thing. Corey Davis, like I said on the last episode, the rapport with Zach Wilson was evident in week one. Looked great, had a pair of touchdowns. Corey Davis is gonna be a nice, sweet guy to have as your wide receiver three this year. DeAndre Hopkins got his, as did Tyler Lockett. Sterling Shepard, kind of surprising, won't go away. He looks like the guy to own for the Giants. We'll see as the season goes on. Top 10 finish for him. Christian Kirk, great game. Pair of touchdowns for him as well. And then rounding out the bottom of the top 15 was Cooper Cup, Antonio Brown, C.D. Lamb, Mike Williams, and Jamar Chase. He's fine. Jamar Chase. No big deal. Couldn't see the football. Doesn't have the white stripes on it. But like a seven-nation army, he came back and got his. Ha <laughs> ha. Ho ho. Keenan Allen had a good game. Brandon Cooks had a good game. DJ Chark had a good game. Jalen Rager, Jalen Waddle, the Jalens had good games. Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, names at the top you're used to seeing too. Probably the biggest surprise. You got 15 points out of Deontay Harris if you played him in that Saints game. Let's move on to the tight end production. And maybe later on today, I'll talk a little bit of IDP. But I'm going to pump out many episodes as much as I want. Rob Gronkowski, still the number one tight end after the old man caught some touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson did what everybody's been predicting and started his breakout season with 25 points yesterday. Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. Jawan Johnson, a guy I've got on almost every fantasy team, especially in sleeper leagues because he has dual eligibility as a wide receiver and a tight end. 17 points, pair of touchdowns. Eventually, he's going to make Adam Troutman not a thing. I'm calling it right now. Dallas Goddard, good game. Noah Fant, biggest beneficiary of the Jerry Judy injury. Noah Fant's going to get his plus a little more. A and KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick, you can bump them up just a little bit due to that injury for the next six to eight weeks. But Noah Fant looks solid. Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby in the top 10. James O'Shaughnessy, 
James O'Shaughnessy looked good. Wow, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Somebody's got to catch uh, you know, balls at tight end for Jacksonville. It was James O'Shaughnessy. Rounding out the top 10, a weird name, Pharaoh Brown of Houston. Houston. Pharaoh Houston. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do these podcasts on the way to work. Jared Cook, Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Gerald Everett in Seattle, and George Kittle rounded out the top 15. Kittle, little less than what we wanted to see, but Debo Samuel. Debo, Debo Samuel. Kyle Pitts, a little disappointing with a seven-point finish, but it's still, you know, top 25. Outside of that, nothing crazy going on at tight ends. But it was a fun week one. A lot of good games. Definitely some things to keep an eye out for in week two. Is Aaron Rodgers going to get his shit together, or is he going to get traded? Is Tyrod Taylor really the truth, or was it just against Jacksonville? Is uh, Elijah Mitchell going to end up emerging and becoming a force for the San Francisco 49ers, or will Trey Sermon get some run now that Raheem Mostert's probably going to at least miss a week? And will we see Sermon flip the script on Elijah Mitchell? Will Devontae Adams get back into it? Without Aaron Rodgers, can he get back into it? He, he didn't even finish on the spectrum of the top 15. That's worrisome for people that drafted him as the first wide receiver in fantasy drafts. A lot of questions. Not a lot of answers. Biggest answer, Stafford and the Rams, going to be a thing. Definitely going to be a thing. That's one thing I had a question about. Is Stafford going to have a career year? Looks possible. Guys, I'll see you next time. My drive is almost over, and in the car with Bark must also be over. I'm sure there's things I missed. I'm sure there's things I want to talk about after I sit down at work and think, oh shit, I completely overlooked James O'Shaughnessy and should have talked about him more. Oh well. Until next time, which could be today with IDP, Bark's out of the car, and I'm out of the studio, and I'm out of your ears. See you next time.